The reality of the real estate market is that 70,000 agents got out of the business last year. More are on their way out the door just because of the condensed market, the market conditions, interest rates, inventory, and all these outside factors. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Smith, the founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. This podcast is a movement to give back to this amazing industry that's given so much to me and my family. Today, I say this every single time, but today I really mean it. We have a very special episode today that's going to relate to a lot of agents, a lot of people that are maybe going through struggles right now that is just all throughout our industry. The reality of the real estate market is that 70,000 agents got out of the business last year, and I think more are on their way out the door um, just because of the condensed market, the market conditions, interest rates, inventory, and all these outside factors. But there is hope. There are people that are newer to the business that persevered last year and then are on trajectories and paths to, dare I say it, have pending volume right now, more, more pending commission right now than they made last year because of momentum in their business and because of consistency and effort. And today we have a very special guest who is that exact example, an agent on my team, Heather Bays. Welcome. Hi, thanks guys. Heather, Good to be here, good to be here. Super excited to have you. I appreciate you contributing and sharing. I know you're super busy with all the momentum you've been creating in your business this year. Um, I really wanna, let's just dive right in, right? So um, a little bit like, I think that this, this two-part, we were talking about this before, and I think this episode will relate to two different people. And I think Heather's story will relate to a lot of people. And so if you're an agent that is maybe struggling or not where you want to be, Heather was that person. And now she's accomplishing amazing things, and she's going to share that journey, and she's going to share what's worked for her so that you can maybe have that hope have that path of success leaves clues. So she'll give you her secrets of what has led there um, and her trials or tribulations and what has worked for her. So there's there's one path we're going to take. And the other path is maybe you're a leader. Maybe you're a team leader or an aspiring team leader and you want to have other people that have the trajectory and the success of Heather. And so I'm going to be real and raw and we're gonna be open on asking Heather what has worked about the leadership that she's had, the coaching she's had, the environment we've created that has helped her do the amazing work that she's done to accomplish what she's accomplished. So uh, without further ado, Heather, let's dive in. Um, this year is off to a hot start for you. This year is amazing. And you know, Matt, just probably the, November timeframe is really when I started seeing that momentum pick up. So, you know, before that, it was a struggle bus. Um, you know, just six months ago, I was three truck payments behind, two house payments behind, um, and hungry kids at home. So is it it's tough. It's so tough. Real estate is not for the faint of heart. It is not. And it's um unfortunately it doesn't always it's not the quick fix right there's a lot of there's no magic bullet that helped propel you to the success journey that you're on um and thank you for sharing like the the struggles oh i'm gonna turn the knife so to speak a little more on that in a second um i don't want to go deeper because there's other people that are struggling too right and i've shared my story on this show and you and i've um gotten to know each other and and i think we we motivate and inspire each other because we 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 get the struggle right um but before we talk, go further into the struggle, let's talk about where you are now. What does your business look like this year? What When you say you've got momentum, what does that look like to you? I see a light at the end of the tunnel, and it is not another train, is the best way to put it. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm seeing consistent appointments. Um, I'm following my calendar more consistent. And so, you know, just the phone calls, I'm seeing past client referrals come in from the closings that I had last year. And that's a really cool feeling to know that, you know, these people, I helped them out, we became friends, and now the referrals are coming in. So that's where you start to see all that hard work um, paying off. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we all love referrals, right? But um, if I were to really dive into your business, the majority of your business isn't referrals. No. Right. The majority of your business is the consistent effort that are taking leads, turning them into clients, turning the clients into past clients and referrals. Right. Like that's the process that Heather's going through. And I think that's that's something everyone can relate to. Like just as an example, Heather is very, very humble. 
But I, I said at the beginning of the podcast, like there was a time this was, this was a couple this was a couple weeks ago even. Um, she went through a one on one with one of her sales managers, and we went through her current closings, her current pendings, and her current pipeline. She had more in GCI in those three buckets than she closed all year last year. That's the trajectory that we're going to go down today for you guys and let you and we're going to give you the playbook that Heather has followed to get that in her life, her momentum. And so you guys can get it as well. And so, um, Heather, I said that um, I asked you before the show if it's OK if we are vulnerable and share a little bit of your story. So you mentioned um, that you were two months behind on your house payment. You were several months behind on your truck payment. Let's talk a little bit about the struggle of because when you got into real estate, you didn't join our team first. You joined somewhere else and you kind of went on that struggle bus. You found us, got a little momentum and then it kind of haltered and then you got a little momentum again. Then it kind of haltered. You kind of rode that roller coaster and now you've really, really found something. Um, but before we talk about what you found, let's talk about like the struggle and maybe we can dissect what you were going through so other people can maybe relate to it if they're going through it as well. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I got my license, um, started as an independent agent, luckily with the XP, um, you know, I had money saved up. I was, you know, three months, I was going to be golden in this real estate thing and all the money was gone and I had nowhere to go and I wasn't learning fast enough. So Lauren is another um, sales manager on the team. She happened to be my mentor. So she led me to the team. And I mean, I'm, I want to know everything yesterday. You know, so I just couldn't learn enough on my own. Um, so coming onto the team is the best thing that's ever happened to me. So not only, you know, have I had a great experience, great coaches, um, it's just been phenomenal and is also bleeding into my personal life as well. So everything just all around business, everything with the kids, um, my my bills are caught up right now and I I I have food in my pantry. So like really, it's just surreal to look back at where I was even just six months ago. I love it. Um, so let's, let's look back. Let's look back six months ago. Where was Heather? Six, seven months ago, I was, you know, trying to figure this thing out. I just kept picturing, um, the meme of the little guy digging for gold. You know, you have two guys that are digging and one of them's like, oh, screw it, I'm giving up, this is too hard. And But he can't see that he's only got this much left to go. Yeah. So, you know, I kept playing that image in my head and, and I just felt like, you know, this can't all be for nothing. I've put so much work into this. You know, my kids have suffered right along with me with, you know, different things going on at home and the stress of not not being able to have, you know, pay for things like we should. So um, it's just truly, truly night and day difference. I love it. So, um, and again, I think it's relevant to share because I went through my struggle starting real estate too, right? I've shared, I've shared my story on the show before, and this isn't to have a pity party. This is just to normalize that sometimes it's hard, right? Life is hard. Real estate is hard. It's not always easy. But I think what is amazing is that we use those hard times to propel us to even better times. And we learn lessons there that we wouldn't have learned otherwise. And I have a saying that I just love. And I think that if more people would adopt this saying, it would really transform their mindsets, transform the trajectories of their life, and they would just live the life that they're meant to live. And I think so many people play the victim card and they play the poor me card. It's not fair. Let me just be honest, get over yourself. Life's not fair. Deal with it. But if you adopt the mindset that instead of life happens to me, life happens for me. All of these trials, all of these tribulations, all of these struggles happen for a reason because you learn lessons along the way that you otherwise would not have learned. And you become more powerful. You have more strength. You have more guidance. You have more wisdom. You have more experience from those failures, from those lessons, because you went through those trials, through those tribulations. I know for me personally, I'm thankful for all the struggles that I've had. I would not be who I am, where I am, make the impact that I'm able to make if I wouldn't have went through those. And so I think, again, for the, the, the quote that I love on that is life doesn't happen to me. Life happens for me. Everything happens for a reason. And so just embrace it. There's a lesson there. Learn the lesson, apply the lesson and live a better life. Yeah, I love that, Matt. And I love that you say, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, 
I, and I truly wouldn't be here without all the struggles. And, you know, you mentioned the humbleness before, and I really, I want to tell my story. If it helps anybody out, you can call me, we can talk all day long, but I also am very careful because I don't want to just throw that out there because I don't want people to feel sorry for me. You know, I, so just to touch on that, I am a single mom. Uh, my kids, we lost their dad in 2019. My kids were about 11 and 13 years old. Um, and my mom was my rock that got the three of us through that. Um, and then we also lost her in 21. So that was my rock. That was, you know, my support for the kids. Um, I don't have a huge family. So um, that really is what propelled me. So, you know, it's all on me. However, whatever these kids mindset is, you know, that's on me taking care of them, showing them that we can do hard things. That is all on me. Now, I think if we wouldn't have went through all those tragedies, for one, we wouldn't be as close. But for two, I probably would have just relied on, you know, somebody else to kind of balance that out. But, you know, when you don't have anybody to catch you and it's all on you, you get it done. I love it. I love it. And, um, I've been a witness and, and love seeing the transformation that you've made as a person, as a real estate agent, as a teammate, as a mom, just as a friend, like you have completely, you are not the same person that you were six, 12 months ago. No. And you know what we talked about the other day too, is I'm not scared of that anymore. So at the beginning, you know, I know a lot of you guys struggle with that drunk monkey in your head, mm. you know, of being afraid to make calls. What are people going to think? You know, people knew me five years ago and, you know, I was a shithead. Um, but, you know, we all have those stories and we all have those fears, but when we truly do go through that change and change our mindset and just look for the positive and everything, uh, people see that too. And so, you know, I'm, I'm more confident and not as scared anymore because I know that's not the person I am. And I know very, very, I have a clear vision of where I'm going. So that's the why that I hold on to. And I think I told you before that, you know, sitting in there making those calls, I would remind myself and I would picture my son sitting next to me. And if, you know, a call was hard to make or I was getting pounded down or rejected or hung up on or cussed out, um, you know, I just picture myself telling my son, you know, well, I'm sorry, I, I can't make that call today, buddy. This, this guy might yell at me. And when I put it in that perspective, the scary people on the other end of that phone get about this big and it doesn't matter. I want to um, thank you for sharing that. I want to elaborate to that story. If you don't mind, I'll go a little deeper because I'll you paraphrased it. I remember this story because it really it it spoke to me um, and I think it'll help others. So you mind me sharing that a little deeper? Sure. What what you had said, at least what I remember of that conversation and you shared it with the team in front of the team. Right. Is that um, that exact conversation and you pictured your kid sitting next to you. And your kids watching you be scared to make that phone call. And which is scarier, going home and telling my kids, sorry, we don't have food to eat tonight because mommy was scared to call a stranger. Yeah. Like, think about that for a second. That's, um, that will change your perspective on life. And because Heather having that breakthrough and having the courage to work through those barriers um, that we all face, like that is step one of the trajectory and the path that your life is now on. Um, and it's uh, just really, really, it's really cool for me to witness and see as an, as an observer and as a friend, as someone that cares about you and your, your future and your family, like it's really cool to see because I know what's coming next for you. Um, and it's, it's really, really amazing. I think that's the, the best part of, just thank you, Matt, for what you do. I just feel I can't thank you enough because I couldn't have done this without you guys. Um, everybody here, you know, holding each other accountable. Um, we can sit and make calls in front of, you know, everybody on the team. And if one of us messes up, it's, it's okay. You know, get we get feedback um, and we grow. We tweak something every single day. We learn every single day. So just being a part of that environment is has been so amazing. I love it. And you've put in the work, Heather. So thank you. Um, I appreciate that. But it's I'm I'm not the superhero here. You're the hero to your own story. I'm just glad to be along for the ride. Um, it's really cool to watch. Um, 
let's talk about let's let's talk about the the now. This is like when I say now, this was yesterday. Um, you shared something in our in our team meeting about the book club and the like just the mindset of where Heather is and how that transformation of Heather's thoughts, Heather's actions, Heather's mindset has transformed and um, spread into her family, her kids. Can you share yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I'm sure there are other agents that are here because, you know, we are the one in our family that feels like we need to do something different. You know, so along those struggle bus lines, um, you know, my I am the one in my family that I feel I've been called to break those generational chains, right? So a lot of alcoholism in my family, um, you know, losing the kid's dad that had to do with there was alcohol involved there. Um, I have also given up drinking. I'm almost seven months alcohol free now. And that paid, played a ginormous part in changing all that. So my our kids so are watching. Thank you. Um, our kids are watching all of that. So what I shared is we are doing a book club meeting and, you know, we got a small group. We're reading the energy bus right now. And it's just an amazing story that not only is helping your business, but you can apply it to all areas. So I was in the truck, you know, my daughter was with me the other day and I was playing it on my audiobook, And there was a story on there that she thought was really cool. And we got to talking later and I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, Brooklyn, you should come with us and, you know, come to one of our book clubs. Because just the mindset of everybody in that room and for her to feel that and to grab onto that and to, you know, put that in her own life um, is just too cool. So not only, you know, am I having success in the business, but it's carrying home and that's affecting the way my daughter is seeing life. And she's, you know, she's 16. Uh, when her dad passed, she had a bunch of trouble in school. Um, she's not currently attending school. So she's, you know, doing the GED thing and, and has had a different path. But so all the struggles for her to come out of that with a great mindset, um, it's surreal. I love it. I love it. So um, cool. It reminds me of a, and you mentioned the one. So Ed Milet is a is a, a mentor of mine that I look up to. And um, I had mentioned and I shared the video of, of him talking about every family has the one, right? At some point in time, you go back in every family's lineage, there was one person that said, I'm going to change this for my family. And there's always the one. And whether it's alcoholism, whether it's financial, whether it's a mindset, whether it's we're not going to live poor anymore, we're going to be positive thinking, whatever it is, there's got to be someone that breaks that chain. Um, and again, let's go back to the uh, the victim mentality of today's world, right? Like it's just Heather doesn't buy into that, right? And that's mm -hmm. She wants to be the victor of her own story, the hero of her own story, not the, well, I'm the victim that the hero comes and saves. She's putting the cape on herself and she's being the hero of her own story. And she's the one that's not only changing her life, but she's changing the life of her kids and their kids and the future generations just because of this mindset shift that is happening. Um, and so that's really the the root of kind of where I wanted to go with this story. Um, it reminds me of something else that... Um, that Ed Milet says, and it goes back to my quote of life doesn't happen to me. It happens for me. Let's think about the struggles that Heather has had. Let's think about the, the hardships that has been in Heather's life. Ed Milet says that you are the most qualified to help the person that you used to be. Think about that for a second. You are most qualified in life to help the person that you used to be. Now that Heather has went through those things and she is the person that she is and she's on the path that she's on, how many other people will you help that have had a similar experience or similar stories or similar similar circumstances to show them to be the light, to be the one for them on what is possible in life? Um, that just excites me, Matt. Um, everybody, if I can do it, you can do it. I, love I don't it. know what else to say. I just, that's the whole point. Yeah, I love it. All right, enough mush, mushy stuff. Yes. <laughs> All right, um, Heather, thank you so much for sharing. Um, and and I hope that story resonates with the listeners. Um, I know it certainly does with me. Um, and I appreciate you sharing, being op open to share that. And, and again, I'm just super proud of you. Um, 
And what is even cooler for me to see is that I know this is just the beginning, right? This is like, this is, this is really day one for Heather, right? Like this isn't like, oh, this is the end of the story. No, this is no. where the story starts, right? Um, this is a whole new book. It's not a new chapter. It's a whole new book for a whole new story of where Heather's going. And I love it. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. Let's relate this to real estate specifically. I was just looking through your numbers and right now closed and forecasted units for Heather. This is February 21st, just for reference, when you're listening to this, that's when we were recording this. Um, Heather has 12 units closed and forecasted in eight active listings right now. She has met with 33 buyers and sellers so far this year that wanted to talk with her about buying or selling real estate. She has a pipeline full of clients that are coming, that are working with her. Um, and so I say all that to say like the mindset stuff, the story, all of that, I hope it resonates with you. But what does all of that help propel Heather to become in real estate and the financial opportunities that she will have now for her and her family and the, the victories and the other people of buyers and sellers through real estate that you'll be able to serve and the other people on this podcast that now you'll inspire. And um, it's just it's just really amazing to see, like, think about that. That's 12 closed and forecasted that you have right now, 33 people you've met with and eight active listings. Like, did you ever think that was just that was possible in the, by the month of February? You know, I remember uh, probably about this time last year, um, I had got my first um, double pending in a row, you know, so starting out, I'd have one. And then a couple months later, you know, maybe you'd get another one. And I remember being so excited when I got two at a time. And then, yeah. you know, one mutual released and you know how, how that goes. Yep. But. So it's it's almost surreal, but I know from riding that roller coaster before that you know I have to stay in it. And so as one closes, I need to be getting another one under contract and and just keep that keep that going. So Heather rode the roller coaster, and I think all of this mindset in the personal development that Heather has committed to and becoming again that new book analogy right this new story of Heather has certainly been a huge huge component of this but let's get tactical here for again this is a real estate podcast so let's get tactical here in real estate business what are some action items that someone maybe resonates to Heather's story and is was riding that roller coaster like Heather was, what are some things that they can take, some actions that Heather took that they can take to get them out of that rut or out of that that hard place that they're in in the real estate business? Yeah, so, you know, I remember we work 30, 60, 90 days out, you know, so when you're sitting there that day and the whole world's coming down on you, you can start there or you can, you know, whine about it for a few days, but Either way, it's going to be 90 days. It's a numbers thing, right? So just start start following your processes as soon as possible. And what what processes would you... So it may come to a surprise to you because we are very process-oriented business, but um, a lot of real estate agents don't have a process. So what is that process? Where do they start? What do they do? Um, starting with, you know, planning your day, getting your calendar your non-negotiables in your calendar. So we talk a lot about non-negotiable things. And here for, you know, on our team, we talk about our prospecting time. Um, we get together and have huddles um, and, you know, any team meetings. So having non-negotiables in your calendar and planning your day. I mean, we're realtors. We can do what we want, right? We can sleep till noon if we want. But what's that doing for our business? Yeah. So, um I think so many agents, it sounds very, very simple, but they don't do it. Calendar consistency is key. Let's develop, let's plan my day in advance and let's follow the plan. What in a perfect world tomorrow, I'm going to do this between this time, this between that time and this between that time. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have flex time built in because fires happen, right? But what are the most important things for my business to move the needle forward? And when am I going to do it? And then stick to that calendar. Like, if I asked everyone listening right now, do you plan to fail? Like, is every, if you want to fail, no one would say, yeah, sign me up. I want to fail in real estate. No one wants to fail in real estate. But if you fail to plan, that means you plan to fail. So we have to have a plan. And so some of the non-negotiables that I would recommend that Heather has followed the blueprint of is number one, she shows up to work every day. Treat it like a business. If you owned your own brick and mortar business, 
you would open it and close it at the same time each and every day. Open your damn store. Don't sleep in until noon. You got to open your store for business to get business, right? So you have to show up and treat it like a treat it like a business because it is. Um, second is find a consistent cadence of. So we use huddles and role play. So that's for two parts. That's for accountability. That's for learning. That's for tips and tricks. But also we're going to practice. Right. Like, how am I going to practice and enhance my skill set to keep up with the changes of the marketplace? And that's where role play comes in. Um, and then after role play, you need a prospect. You got to keep building that pipeline. If you're riding the roller coaster, I will, let's go back and look the last 90 days of how often are you prospecting? How many? It's a contact sport. How many people are you contacting and how consistently are you contacting them? The answer is not enough. Because. We ride the roller coaster, we get three pending contracts and we take our foot off the gas and we're like, ah, we're good. And then two mutual releases happen. We're like, holy shit, what do we do? And we try to start it back up again. But you have to be consistent to keep that momentum in your business. And what I think is really, really cool is you said that around November is where you really were like, all right, I think I'm, I'm committed. I'm going to keep this going. And guess what today is from November? This is around 90 day mark. Yeah. Right. And it takes that long to get the momentum and keep the momentum in your business of showing up consistently day in and day out, doing the work consistently over time. And I'm not saying that you have to come in and Heather has to come in and make 300 phone calls every day and has to do all this craziness. Just do consistent work every single day. Work on your skill sets, call new people, build your pipeline. And the next thing you need is you need consistent follow up, the fortunes in the follow up. Do you have role play? Do you have prospecting and do you have follow-up in your calendar every day? If you don't, you need it. That is the plan to follow. Like that is the simple basics. And I don't care who you are. I don't care what level of real estate agent you are. If you are not doing those things consistently, you will never have a predictable, reliable, scalable real estate business, period. What are your thoughts on that, Heather? Yeah, I think that is exactly it. And when I first, first started seeing actual momentum where I got excited and got to get all my bills caught up for a minute and, you know, buy groceries, um, was when I started with being accountable with one of our other team members to five conversations a day. Yep. So inside, once you get your calendar, get that prospecting, set yourself a little goal. It doesn't yeah. have to be anything big. It's preferable that it be something you can hit so that you feel good about it at the end of the day. So when I started committing to five conversations a day, mm. um, it that's it really started moving things. And at first that was so hard. Oh my God, how am I going to get five conversations a day? You know, and I told the other agents that, that go to the board, I've cried in those call rooms, you know, struggling with that. Um, and now we look at today, our leaderboard was posted and five conversations a day, I was averaging about 25 a week. And this past week I was at 42. So, um, you know, the confidence has grown and just, you know, where I would be scared to call people before I've learned now, well, yeah, I could send that in an email, but let me call them because it's more personal and there might be other things going on that, you know, they might bring up. So, yes. yeah. I love that. And so there's a couple of things I want to break down. Number one, just for reference in our world, um, so Heather is an agent on our team. So in our team world, a conversation is two minutes or longer logged in our CRM. So it's not a text. It's not an email. It is a conversation through the dialer, through the system. You can't come in and say, hey, I had a conversation. You have to do it through the system. Right. And so when you put that in reference, somebody may say, oh, five conversations a day. That's easy. But you're counting text messages. You're counting emails. That's just you need to do that anyway. Right. Like, but I we're, we're a contact sport. So it's not speed and spread. I want to have the sniper method. I want to know who are the next three people who are going to transact and why and how soon and how can I move the needle forward with them today? And while I'm working with those, I want to build two more people in my pipeline. Right. And so how can I do that on a daily basis? And so as you were going through describing it, you said, set yourself a small goal. That's what you said for them to do. But then when you said, here's what I did, you said, I made a commitment. And so what is the difference between a goal and a commitment? Uh, you caught that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we talk about goals being something that we say, yeah, my goal today is to, you know, clean up the backyard. So if I get to it, that's great. I can check it off. If not, that's okay. It'll still be tomorrow. Um, a commitment is you're going to do it no matter what. And, you know, when we meet for our accountability groups, my favorite phrase is 
in the realm of all things possible. Could you have done this? So that's a commitment. You do it no matter what. I mean, it's very simple, right? And and people, maybe I speak too direct. I don't know. But did you do it or did you not? I'm not judging. But yeah. like, I don't need to hear your BS story that you tell yourself of why you didn't. Just did you do it or did you not? And if you didn't, what got in the way? What can we learn moving forward so we can actually do it next time? Was it actually a commitment that was a priority for you? Or do we need to adjust the commitment? And was it really realistic and possible? Like it, and then stick to it. If yeah. we would just do what we say that we want to do, we will live the lives that we want to live. It's pretty simple, right? It really is. Um, but we need the right environment. We need the right energy. We need the right commitment because it's not, it is simple, not easy. Right. right? And so it's a very simple plan that works and a simple plan that is scalable. It's just not easy to do. And so you have to have the mindset work. You have to have someone holding you accountable. You have to have the right energy, the right environment. environment. And you just got to do it, right? You won't always feel like doing it, but do it anyway. Maybe use Heather's story of, I guarantee you when Heather's struggling to have those five conversations a day, she's going to remind herself of, if my kid was watching me right now, what would I do? Right? Like use that story to motivate you if you're listening to this, because it's it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. I love it. Um, any other any other tips um, that, that you have found helpful or useful um, that, that someone can learn from? Yeah, I think another huge thing that I've seen as a common theme, no matter if it's in real estate or if it's in my home life, if it's in my alcohol struggle and my AA meetings, um, <clears throat> control your controllables is mm -hmm. so huge in every aspect. So, you know, what can you control? You can control your time, you know, your calendar. Um, and then in real estate, you know, things are going to get out of control, but keep it positive. Look at that silver lining. And if it's something that you can't control, don't waste too much energy fretting about it because you could be using that energy for, you know, your high octane fuel on the left hand side over here. Love it. Um, and one of the phrases that we say a lot is we're not allowed to have bad days. We all have bad moments. But don't let your bad moments turn into bad days and then your bad days turn into bad weeks and your bad weeks turn into bad months. Right. Like if we can just control that with our mindset, with our environment and yeah, we need to vent. And yes, shit happens. Right. Yeah. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. So I'm not that guy. I promise. But at the end of the day, is it really that big of a deal? Like, I think that these things bother us so bad and we get in this negative mindset and have a bad day because we focus on it too damn much. And we just dissect the shit out of it. And it's out of our control. Like, have we done everything that we can do? Is there a lesson there that can we learn? Can we change it next time? Is there, is did I, in the realm of all that's possible, did I do everything that I can do to help the situation? Yes. Cool. It's out of my hands. Move on. Right? Like, it's, that's, that's it. But we just, sometimes we, we get stuck in those moments and it just, it's a very, very dangerous spiral. And so if I can help anyone that's listening, um, change your internal dialogue don't ever have any more bad days turn those bad days into bad moments and then find the silver lining focus on the positives control what you can control learn the lesson there from whatever it was and then go take productive action to get positive momentum back in your life if i were to ask most real estate agents have you had have you had bad days in real estate they would say yes but would have you had good days in real estate they would say yes and if I asked what was the main difference between a bad day and a good day, if they really thought about it, most of the time, what they would realize and self-discover is that the really, really good days, the consistent theme that happens on a good day in real estate is they felt productive. They got shit done. And so if we know that, why do we let all this other stuff get in our way from being productive that puts us in a great mood and gives us the result that we're after, right? And so I think if we can just not go down that downward, downward spiral and shit happens in real estate and fires happen and um, buyers are crazy and sellers sometimes are worse and I get it, right? I get it. And that other agent did this one thing, who cares? Move on, right? And let's, let's be productive and control what we can control because if we allow bad moments to turn into bad days, then it becomes bad weeks and it's it's just a dangerous spot. Very well awesome. said. Cool. Um, 
something else that I think would be helpful is one of the things, I, this is an observation that I've had of Heather. So if you're an agent and um, you want to have some success like Heather's had, I think we can all learn from what, what Heather's went through. One of the things that I've observed and noticed is Heather just keeps showing up every single day. She is here. She is coachable. She is open-minded. She is open to feedback. She wants to learn. She wants to be better. And she's willing to take action on those coaching moments, on those, hey, I think if you tweak this, this would happen. And then she, guess what? She goes and tweaks it. And she goes and makes the change. And she does the work. And she makes the change that is recommended, which I think too many people, if we were honest with ourselves and we were looking at a mirror, we get, as human beings, I think we get defensive when someone is trying to coach us or help us improve. I was literally having a conversation with another agent on the team yesterday. and. um I'm like, all right, well, I guess you didn't want me to help you. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm, you're interrupting me as I'm, you asked me for feedback. I'm giving it to you and you're interrupting me in the middle of me giving you feedback. I can't help you. You are not listening to me. You, you don't want my feedback. You want to tell me how you're right. And so you win, you're right. And I started walking away and like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to help you, which I want to, I love you. I care about you. I want to help you, but you have to listen. Right. And I think one of Heather's superpowers is she is just extremely coachable and open minded. And like I said, number one, am I open to feedback? Do I want to become better? And if someone gives me advice or feedback, am I really listening to understand and take that lesson and think, how can I apply it? Or is my immediate reaction to how can I defend myself and tell them how I was right? And if we just quit defending ourselves and realize we're in a safe environment, if someone is taking the time, I'm going to use me as an example. If I observe Heather, um, I'll use a real example. We had a Monday Mayhem session and I heard Heather on the phone and she was Heather was newer in real estate this time and she was crushing the phone call. She was following the script and I, I went around the hall and I started listening. I'm like, I'm going to hear her set an appointment. I don't want her to see me to make her nervous. I'm going to listen and I'm going to come give her a high five when she sets the appointment. She got to the end. She went to the script. She was going great. She got to the end and she changed it. And she did a different version from the close. And I went up and said, hey, how'd the, how'd the call go? And she said, well, it went good. I said, oh, did you get the appointment? No, I didn't. And my advice to her was awesome. Just so you know, I was listening. You did really, really well. Here's the things that you did good. Are you open to some advice to actually set an appointment moving forward? You're like, absolutely. Tell me. I'm like, oh, cool. Right? Like she's open-minded. She wants to be better. I said, so in the close, say it just like this. And you gave me a little feedback. You're like, well, that's just not how I talk. I'm like, awesome. And I think I was just very direct with you. I'm like, how does the how does how Heather talks setting appointments for her today? Well, it's yeah. not. Awesome. So maybe we should change the way Heather talks if Heather wants to set appointments. All right, I'll give it a shot. And you came running in my office like five minutes later. You're like, holy shit, it worked. <laughs> it worked. I got an appointment. And all we did was we just changed like three words mm -hmm. for the close, right? But because Heather's open-minded and coachable and willing to take immediate action on that advice, that's why you continue to grow and scale. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I, I think that the greatest thing that I can learn, you know, when I stepped in is that I don't know anything, you know, just, I mean, I'm a smart girl. I went to college. I know a lot of things. But when I stepped into real estate, just treat it as a blank slate. Like there's so much that I don't know. So why not listen to the people that do know who've been there, who have done it, who have seen it. Um, and if, if for nothing else, do it, do it in spite of them. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Let's see what this works. I dare you. I love it. You've heard me say this before. You know what? Maybe I'm wrong. You know what? Go prove me wrong, Heather. Go prove me wrong, but prove me wrong by doing the work. Like if yeah. that motivates you and you have to be the person that has, and I say this with love, but you have to have the ego where you have to be right. Cool. Yeah. I still love you. Go prove me wrong. If that's what motivates you to do the action that I know will get you the result that I that we both want you to get, use that as a motivating factor and go do the work exactly as prescribed and come back to me and say, Matt, I told you it wouldn't work. But here's yeah. the problem. We know it works and you do too deep down inside. And so that will never happen. 
Yeah. And you had, you had said something else too, in a meeting that, you know, we have a process, we have a, you know, process for 20 closings in a year and there's a list and do this, do this, do this. Um, you know, and you had said, I am willing to coach you, you know, you coach people all around the world. You're amazing. Um, so after you do this list, if you're still having problems, come talk to me, you know, it's kind of the same deal. Like I ain't coming to talk to you before I get through that list. Yep. And so when I started focusing on that list, okay, let me put one open house a month in my calendar. Let me get five conversations a day. And yeah, it absolutely worked, obviously. So. And then once you, instead of, this is so good. Instead of thinking, for those of you watching on YouTube, you can see my hand gestures. Instead of Heather thinking, how can I just speed and spread and shotgun my way to my next deal? And I'm going to do all of these things. I'm going to throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks. What Heather did is she said, here's the proven plan in the playbook. I'm going to stay right here and I'm not going to do anything other than this first because this is the priority. This is the proven plan. This is the playbook. And once I do this, then I can maybe spread out. But what you realized, if I do this, it actually works and it gets me momentum in my business. I don't have to do that. Yeah. Right. Um, and so the this is show up every day for role play, put in your prospecting, have the right, have that commitment of a contact method, five conversations a day for Heather, as an example, and have a follow-up plan. And you do those every single day. And literally I have a, and if you're watching this, you want to copy, I have a 15 hour work week. And this is something that I challenge people to prove me wrong. If you follow that 15 hour work week, it's five steps. If you, and I just laid it out for you, it's 15 hours a week. If you follow that plan for 15 hours a week, you will sell at least two homes a month, at least. If you don't believe me, follow it for a year and come back and tell me, tell me you told me so. Yeah. But it, it won't happen because I know it works. I've proven it over and over and over and over again. But we just want to find that magic bullet, that secret sauce. And we just uh, we, we live in avoidance of the action we know we need to take to get the result that we desire. Avoidance of action is a true, true detriment to your success. So don't live in avoidance. Yeah. I love it. Um, let's see. Let's talk about um, if someone's listening to this and they're a team leader or someone that's aspiring to be a leader or a broker owner that is maybe leading other agents, because we have a lot of leaders that listen to this and be open and share, right? Like I'm, a, I'm an open book. You're not going to hurt my feelings because um, I'm not perfect and I'm always open to improve. But what what has worked and or what would you improve or change in Heather's environment that you are in that has helped propel you to success or would make it more aptitude for you to be more successful? So let's start with what, what has worked. Uh, I think being, like you said before, in a safe environment has been really huge. You know, I can remember first getting in here and the way our office is set up, you know, it's like a bigger call room. We don't have each individual spaces. We have call rooms that we can go into if we need privacy. Um, but, you know, the thought of sitting out in the open and somebody else hearing your phone calls is so scary because, oh, my God, they're going to think I'm an idiot, you know. Um, so having that safe space where, you know, when you came to me with that suggestion of how to say, won't that be great? Um, it was I, I didn't. I probably was embarrassed a little bit, you know, but then once I make that tweak and see that it works and it's like, okay. And, you know, you didn't even judge me the next day. You didn't laugh at me, you know, for days on end over that. It was just such a super safe place. And, and the same thing in role play, our role play, it's super nervous, <clears throat> excuse me, super nervous in role play, you know, jumping on and trying to handle these objections and in front of other peers. But, um, once you do it and see that it's it works and and you're in a safe place, it's it's just so big, so huge. Yeah, I love it, and that's that just speaks to Heather's coachability, right? Um, is that she wants to be better, and I think so many people say they want to be better, but they don't want to either do the work or get the coaching that it takes to improve. And so, um, number one, if you're a leader listening, you got to hold those standards. You got to. You got to have a safe environment. You got to have an environment of success, an environment of open-minded people, an environment of people that are like-minded individuals that want to help each other, but are also on a path and a journey to become the best version of themselves. And when you're in that growth mindset as an environment, 
you facilitate what Heather just described is that we all want to be better. And I guarantee you there's people that want to beat Heather, but they will give Heather the shirt off their back to help her if they need to. Right. Like, so there's competition. Don't get me wrong. We want to win and they want to beat Heather, but they want Heather to win too. And like when you can have that environment and you can have that instead of that struggle that some sales environments have of that's my lead. This is no, we're team first. And we want to help each other. And we know that we all have the best of intentions. And so we just remove our egos to the side. We're open-minded. We're coachable. And because of that, we all become way, way better. Yeah. And I think it helps too, Matt, that we are so big on culture here. Culture is number one for you for a good reason. Um, And so putting that all into the mix, if there's anybody on the team that doesn't follow that or that's judgy or, you know, making people feel uncomfortable, they don't last long. Our culture um, is very, very powerful and it polices itself. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's because it's not because of me. It's because of amazing people like you that believe in it and that uphold the standards. And um, it's not that we aren't open. We want all kinds, like I'm very open. One of our, our main goal this year is to bring more people into our environment. Right. And like, imagine that as a salesperson where most people are like stingy with their leads and this and that we have agents on our team recruiting for our team. How can I get more people to join us? Right. It's just, it's because it's a different mindset because we have a bigger mission, a bigger purpose and a bigger cause. And we're all in this together. And what we've experienced because of that, as we grow together, we all get more opportunity, not less. Yeah, that was a concern of mine when I first started. Our team is so large, you know, and my independent uh, real estate agent mind is thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, how are you going to we all going to have opportunity? But, oh, my gosh, it is just the exact exact opposite when you flip it. Yeah. And I think, too, um, and I don't want to go too far down this road. And I don't know if this is the real thing for you, but people talk in a small town and. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. And so you you hear you hear hearsay and rumors and people just don't understand um, the pow- the true power of a well-operated team. You have to experience it. And once you experience it, you're like, holy shit, how did I ever do it without one? Right. Um, but yeah, I think that the power of the point of that is if you're a leader listening, um, are you doing your job, having the tough conversations, facilitating the environment so that people like Heather can be the hero of their own story? You have an environment of growth individuals. You have an environment of people that are willing to help each other, that are willing to coach each other, that are open-minded, that show up to, to role play every day, that show up and prospect together, that don't fight and bicker over leads and referrals and all this nonsense because we realize there's enough for everyone. And let's go just help the client because they're first. Um, I think that those things sound really, really simple, but they're really, really hard um, to facilitate and to maintain. But that my opinion is that has to always remain number one. What are your thoughts on that, Heather? Yeah, it's funny. I was also talking on our huddle this morning. So yesterday, I had a really good day in real estate yesterday. Um, I got my biggest listing ever, a commercial property. And I also got another listing that was a way lower price point. So I've got one that's, we'll just say over a million. I've got another one that we're listing at 165000 you know, and everybody's, oh, yay, that's huge. That's a huge property. That's great. And, you know, I told the the other team members this morning is that 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 client that I'm helping with the $165,000 house, I am more excited to help them because they're facing foreclosure. They're struggling. They hate the area. I've went on, you know, been working with them for a couple months, just listening to them and trying to figure out how we can make it make sense for them. And so, yeah, just take care of the people and everything else will come. 100%. And so take that perspective from an agent mindset, but also what about a leader mindset? If you can take care of your agents that way, how much um, better will they take care of the clients, right? And so I just think that it's important you have the right environment. Um, how as speaking of environment, what has been important for Heather in the environment that you're in to help you go through the growth that you've had, have the success that you've had, like, what what are some keys to the environment that have helped you become successful? I think the mindset is the biggest thing, the mindset of everybody on this team. You know, we don't try. We don't say try um, in this building. Um, we hold each other up um, and we don't tolerate 
whiners and victim mentality. It's like, you know, if, if anybody hears anybody whining in the office or complaining, it's like, okay, what, what can you control? Let's go back to that. What can you control? What can you do about it? So wow. just having everybody with that, with that same mindset, it's like, you know what I thought of the other day is so you're going to laugh at me, but, um, I, have you ever seen the Care Bears and they do their Care Bear stare? Nope. Okay. Well, there are listeners on here that know what I'm talking about. So it's kind of like doing that Care Bear stare. All your energy, you know, comes out of your belly and then it comes together and it just is amazing. And it's that much more powerful when you all come together and throw your energy out there. 100%. Love it. Yeah. I love that. All right, Heather. Um if you had to leave everyone with one tip that is an agent that is what advice here's a here's a great question what advice would heather now give heather 12 months ago ooh good one um i would say hang in there follow the process believe in what you're doing and just do it, do it, do the thing. Well, that reminds me of uh, of a quote, and I'll end it on this. Thinking about doing the thing isn't doing the thing. Making a social media post about the thing isn't doing the thing. Saying to Heather, I'm going to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Doing the thing is the only thing that is doing the thing. So go do the thing. Love just that. do it. Just yes. do it. I love it. Um, cool. Well, Heather, thank you so much for sharing. I know that this will um, inspire and motivate others. I appreciate your time. I know you probably have like a bunch of phone calls to return because you're such a busy agent now. Um, so I appreciate you taking the time to be here and share with everyone. Um, anything else? Any last words you want to share? No, I just thanks for being here. And, and I'm serious. Uh, my numbers on on my market update videos floating around all over online. Uh, call me if your story is similar. If you want to talk about life, like, let's go. I love it. I love it. Heather, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Super proud of you. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I know that you will get value from this episode. And I know um, Heather's story probably touched a few of you. And so here's what I will ask. If that if that story, if her story touched you or you think it will relate to someone that you know or care about, send them this episode. Send it to them and say, hey, I'm thinking of you. Um, we do this as a we just do this to give back. I spend a lot of time and effort giving back to this amazing industry. Um, all that I ask in return is you help share this and let's share this movement, share this and let's help people live better lives. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time. Thanks, Bye. Heather.